welcome to episode four of the Infused Joy podcast. I am your host, Sarah Jane Case, writer, coach, speaker, and brand new podcaster. In today's episode, I am talking to you all about self-love. But before we can dive deep into the how, it's very important that we address why. I know self-love is a buzzword right now. We all know it's something we need to do, right? But how does self-love truly impact our lives in a positive way? What's the point? My belief is that most harmful behaviors stem from self-hatred. We oppress others because we fear their power. We don't follow through with our dreams because we don't think we're capable of doing it anyway. We are bad with money because we don't trust ourselves to be good at it, or we don't believe we are worthy of more, or we're fearful of what money could turn us into. Having a secure foundation of love for yourself and acceptance for who you are and how you got there can turn your experiences around and allow you to make choices, engage with people, and live your life in a way that reflects a deep respect for yourself and for mankind as a whole. Now, Because self-love is so commonly talked about, and we all know we need it, we often find ourselves grasping for it without much direction. We make guesses as to how to achieve it, and through that, there are common pitfalls to the pursuit of self-love. I wanted to break those down with you today, to talk about what a journey to self-love isn't, so that when we bypass those and get on the right path sooner... So self-love is not mantraing yourself to shame. What I mean by that is knowing that you should feel better, so you choose a band-aid sentence to repeat to yourself over and over again to try and make those bad feelings go away. There's power in having a mantra, and I have some of my own that I like to pull out here and there. However, it's not helpful to repeat your mantra over and over again to yourself and then feel frustrated about not feeling better already. A mantra should support the deeper work you are doing, not a replacement for trudging through the mud of love. Self-love is not overcompensating for your shortcomings. You mess something up at work, so you buy your boss a box of donuts and you work 18-hour days for the next six days trying to earn back both his and your respect. That is not self-love. That is building yourself a mechanism to not face the truth of your reality. That you, too, just like the rest of us, are a human. And sometimes you make mistakes. Big ones. Giant ones. Ones that can cause harm and pain for those that you love. Ones that can lose you a lot of money. Self-love isn't trying to work yourself to death to compensate for those mistakes. Self-love is knowing that you will make mistakes, doing your best every single day, and when your best doesn't quite get the job done, knowing that you are still valuable enough to respect your time, your energy, and your basic needs. Self-love is quite frankly fucking everything up and meeting yourself with compassion as if you were a child who'd made a mistake and needed comforting, not punishment. Self-love is not seeking external approval. On our journey to true self-acceptance, we will inevitably inevitably take a detour into external approval land. We'll post sexy selfies and get high off of the likes and comments that come in, believing that every compliment is adding a brick to your foundation of self-love. You'll work at a job and determine your worth based off of how happy your boss is with the work that you're doing. 
No amount of proving to yourself that others see you as valuable will ever show you that you believe you're valuable. Being valued by others and valuing yourself are not the same thing. External acceptance is temporary and causes a chain of dependent behaviors that tie your self-worth to the world around you. Look for the places in your life where you are seeking approval. Ask yourself what you're hoping to receive from them and see if you can provide that for yourself. If you are looking to believe that you are sexy, do things that make you feel sexy. Wear clothes that feel comfortable, that highlight your favorite parts of your body. Stare at yourself naked in the mirror and get used to what you see. Stare into your own eyes and see that you are so much more than your skin and bones. If you are seeking approval at work, do the kind of job that leaves you proud of the effort you put in. Be the kind of employee that you respect. Self-love is not faking it until you make it. Again, this is may be necessary on your journey and you may have to pull this tool out when you're feeling weak and unsure and tired. However, eventually, some point, you just have to make it. You have to believe that deep down you are worthy of love, that somehow you you are uniquely valuable. Faking it is useful if you are engaging with someone who you don't want to bring into your inner and most space of self-loathing. But for those few people that you trust, the ones that you can share it all with, be honest with them and yourself about the voices in your head, about the fears. Ask them to not try and fix you, but face it head on and watch true healing begin. Ignoring our thoughts or pretending they don't exist, burying them in a dark cave just gives them a darker and more echoing space in your mind. Have you heard of the concept of an echo chamber? How you can surround yourself with people who only agree with you, and so you become more and more entrenched in your views because all of the ideas just sound the same to the point where you never feel the need to think differently or be critical of your beliefs. The same can happen in your own mind. You need contradicting voices. You need to hear that the way you're viewing yourself isn't quite accurate. Otherwise, the voices in your mind will just feed off of each other and become more and more entrenched in what they think of you. Self-love is not self-work. You, my dear, are not a work in progress. You are not under construction. You are a living, breathing soul who deserves love now. Always looking for what can be better and never truly connecting the idea that you are a person who has wounds and fears and difficult qualities, that you are still worthy of love and acceptance and the ability to just be That will lead you down a path of trying to earn your own approval, interacting with yourself like some kind of project that is never quite right. You wouldn't want a lover who constantly picked you apart and told you how you're great, but you could be better. You deserve full acceptance just as you are, and growth can happen from there. Now, all of these things that self-love is not, They're all fine and probably part of your journey and a very real part of mine. But I want more for you. I want to invite you to go deeper.
So going deeper means trusting yourself, knowing that you want what's best for yourself and for those around you. It's about believing that you are capable and interesting and worth getting to know. Going deeper is about allowing yourself to feel sexy, but not needing to feel sexy to feel lovable. Going deeper is accepting what is and realizing that much of it will not change and some of it could get worse, but having the grace to comfortably learn and grow and make adjustments on your journey. Going deeper is knowing that all of your darkest qualities are the same pieces of your personality as all of your brightest qualities, that you are both good and bad and messy and complex and still worthy of compassion and love and acceptance. Going deeper is seeing how you hurt others without hurting yourself as some form of vindication for them. It's about taking steps daily to better love yourself and others too. Going deeper is treating yourself to the things that make your body and your mind feel nourished. It can often look like to getting enough sleep, eating the foods that feel good in your body, wrapping yourself up in your own arms and literally giving yourself a hug, writing yourself a love letter. It's about nurturing what is there and being the best parent, lover, friend, confidant that you could imagine for yourself. So a few steps on your path to going deeper into self-love. The first is to look at all of your worst qualities. I'm not talking about the symptoms. I'm talking about the motivations. So you might say, my worst quality is being lazy, but that's a symptom. Dig deeper. Why do you feel lazy? What causes that behavior? You might dig deeply enough to get to the truth that you lack motivation because you feel worthless. Feeling worthless can cause a number of symptoms. Beyond just being lazy, feeling worthless can cause you to lie to people, to not follow through with your goals, to eat poorly, to spend all of your money, to do a myriad of things just to try and find your sense of self and belonging. Acknowledge the symptoms, but embrace the motivation. Invite it close to you. Absorb it into yourself and admit that it's there and could be there forever and just try to understand it. The second step is to spend time with your shame. A lot of it. The things in your life that make you feel shameful, that you try to gloss over, that you try to pretend isn't there or doesn't bother you. Yeah that. I want you to sit with that for a while and it's not going to be fun, but I promise it'll be rich. Ask yourself what makes you feel ashamed. Is it someone else's value set that has been put onto you? Did you step outside of your own standards for yourself? Feel it like a hot pit of fire in your gut and remind yourself that everyone everywhere is experiencing their own version of this boiling cauldron of shame. It is so much better to dig our hands into it than to let it boil under the surface until it turns into poison. Step three is to pair these with a positive quality. For each negative trait or shameful moment, I want you to pair that with something about yourself that is positive for yourself or others, something that you really enjoy about yourself. Because for every negative quality, for every shameful moment, that's the other side of the same trait of most of your most beautiful aspects of yourself. 
A real-life example for me is that I feel shame about the fact that I'm not a self-sacrificing person. I don't help others to the point that it exhausts me. However, that same quality is what makes me independent and self-reliant. Things that I love about myself, and that allows me to let other people have space when they're feeling negative emotions. It allows me to hold space for people to show up as they are. Number four, the last step is that I want you to write yourself a love letter. Really dote on yourself. Start with your physical features. What about you is beautiful or unique? Choose some features that you're not so happy with and stare at them for long enough until you see something beautiful in them too. Then move to your personality and your heart and truly lavish yourself with praise. Leave it somewhere that you can read later when you've forgotten how loved you are. There are so many more things that I could say about self-love, and I'm sure I'll do many more episodes on nuanced ways to care for yourself and others. In the meantime, you can head over to sarahjanecase.com slash podcast slash episode 04 and download the PDF guide to walking through this practice. As always, I am so happy to speak with you today. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review in iTunes. It helps me to reach more people with this content, and if you have a friend or a loved one who could use this episode, please consider sharing with them. Everyone deserves the opportunity to better love themselves and the world around them. I can't wait to speak with you again next week.